guys, welcome to the Goob You Podcast. Uh, this is Goob John Dorsey and Ross Flanagan, uh, IFBB Pro Ross Flanagan. He got really upset with me last time that I didn't introduce him as IFBB Pro Ross Flanagan. So you know what? This time, <laughs> is this good enough, Ross? Is that okay? Well, you actually, you, why don't you introduce me how you did the last two times? Okay, this is second place, 2020, USA's IFBB Pro Ross Flanagan lost to Jonathan Withers. Is that the introduction that you wanted? That's, that's the legal name on my uh, my driver's license. It's uh, what he craves. Um, we just had a debacle with our mics. Um, so we both had the same mic here, and there's a gain button on the back of it, which is volume. And uh, I, I had to figure out through trial and error that Ross was never adjusting the volume. He was just uh, clicking the volume slider on his MacBook and nothing Which was does the same fucking thing. It doesn't. It does the same thing. Okay. So if any of you guys couldn't hear Ross last time, we've solved the issue. Hopefully it's better now. I don't know. I could hear him last time, but whatever. But you couldn't see me last time. So whatever. We're getting through it. What's been going on, on Ross? Right now? Are we good? Are we recording split screen here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a gallery. Yeah. I can see you, you can see me, whatever. I got my Matt Porter approved t-shirt on. Uh, I don't know if you guys fuck with any of his shit, but he's known for uh, Vasoburn. People love that shit. I've never used it personally, but what is it? Like, you know, him BHCL or something? I don't know. Some bullshit. Apparently it works. I don't know. I I can't say one thing or another, but Isopoofs, it's a, a cereal that has the same macros as a protein powder. It's fucking delicious. There's a French toast one, which actually has flavor, and then there's like an apple crisp bullshit. It tastes like nothing, so I wouldn't recommend buying that one. They just came out with the chocolate one that I saw. I don't know if it's any good, because I haven't tried it, but I just ordered four fucking bags of the French toast, because I forgot it existed. And then I'm scrolling through, and you know they get you with an ad, and I'm like, MPA, fuck. Isopoofs, I forgot that existed. And I was like, damn, my bet doesn't even exist anymore. I go to their website, it's like 20% off or some bullshit, so. Yeah, they they should do a better job marketing that because it's a great product. I have not tasted it, but if uh, if the reviews and everything hold up, like everyone should be fucking eating it. Literally, uh, the reason I thought about it, I, I it jogged my memory because I was in the grocery store and it's like Kellogg's or Post or somebody has a fucking cereal now that's a protein cereal, but they they it's like wheat protein and like fucking soy protein and like those fucking kodiak cakes yeah it's like that it's not a whey isolate which is isopoofs if i'm not mistaken they're a whey isolate which is why they call them isopoofs <laughs> it's pretty sick uh the flavors there it does it for me comes in a big ass bag for it's like 40 dollars. this is rich people food nobody needs it or you could just be a typical haze person and eat regular cereal you, you asshole I mean, I, I have a lot of fucking Reese's Puffs up there, uh, but none of them will probably get me to my goals faster than an ISO poof. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Ross has turned off his mic now because he is chewing his meal that he promised me he would finish before we started recording. Uh, I'm the slowest eater in the world, dude. Just, just let's hear the chews. That's fine. I really can't hear it that well. Maybe they can. We'll figure it out okay. later. Um, I don't want to shut the fuck up. I can hear you fucking chewing. It's so disgusting. <laughs> uh, so today we're talking about red flags, but we're not just talking about 
red flags of clients. We're talking about coaches too. So we're going to give you both sides. We're going to talk a little about what we've experienced being gross coaches, people, I coach people, things that we see where we run the other way or things that we see where we're like, no, I'm not going to participate in that. And then we're going to actually help you and talk about things that you should look out for when you're giving your hard-earned fucking money to somebody else to run your diet and supplement protocol and cardio and peak you for a show or whatever the fuck your goals are. Ross, one thing I wanted to start this with, talk about both of us, the fastest you've ever fired a client and why. Oh, um, I have a few of these, by the way. I don't know which is the fastest. Yeah, you, sent, you sent me one of them the other day. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I want to say definitely same day. Um, anytime that someone tries to like, I want to say this guy was from like uh, Australia and he wanted basically to justify everything he was doing. A yes man. Yeah. No, like he wanted, he wanted a coach to justify everything he was doing. Hey, can we do this? This is what I like to do. I'm like, you're, you don't, why did you hire me? I've, I've had guys like that before where they don't, they don't want you to write anything. They just want to run it by you and say, yeah. looks good. And it's like, no, cause I would have told you to do something different. <laughs> so what did you do? You just gave him his money back or what? Yeah. I gave him a full refund. And, and definitely if you have like 10, 10 clients, you're going to be a lot less likely to refund people because you have more time. But if you have a hundred people, like, dude, I have do not have time to play not these me, fucking bro. twenty-one questions, these games, these psychological warfare. Do the fucking diet. Like that's why you hired me. When I started, so, I made this agreement with myself that I'd never be afraid to get rid of somebody. I could be fucking applying for EBT and scraping the barrel. If somebody didn't work for me, I wouldn't take them because I didn't want to make my life stressful for this job. And I was like, if I'm working for myself, I'm working for myself. I'm not going to take shit from somebody or put myself in a bad position. If I had 10 people and five of them hired me that week and were shit bags, I would get rid of them. I turned down a lot of people and I've sent a lot of refunds for, for reasons. And sometimes it's, it's out of like, I want to help them where you realize there's no fit and we're not going to get along and you're not going to yeah. listen to me. Um, uh, it, it's like you have to have like this level of respect for the person and sometimes they show that they don't have that immediately they don't trust you you know it's trust and respect we're all, you know you're gonna ask the, the top 10 Olympians what did you do to get here they all did something different but the person they listened to they listened to them solely and they respected their opinion to where they and actually did it I mentioned this the last time we spoke sometimes it just comes down to like like a boyfriend and girlfriend type of relationship People get broken up all the time. It doesn't mean the one person is bad. It just means that they didn't click. Yeah. So like, I may communicate with you differently than the way you like to receive communication. That could yeah. all. That could be it. You have to speak their language. Um, I've there's a couple coaches I know of that I will send people to sometimes. And there's one guy I don't I don't want to say his name, but he speaks some of the like. Sometimes I get like the more neurotic ones that I can't handle because I'm just gonna you know fucking snap. <laughs> He speaks their language. I don't know how, but I've seen him do amazing things with these people that to me were uncoachable. So sometimes it's 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 just, we're not gonna get along. Am I gonna make $200 a month and steal from you when I, I, I can, through experience, recognize this isn't gonna work? Or do I send you to somebody where I know you're gonna thrive? And for me, I'd rather make $200 less and see you thrive 
then take your $200 and me be miserable and you go nowhere. The only person that wins there is, well, nobody. Because for me, $200 is not worth misery. And for you, uh, you're just going to spin your fucking wheels. So I had a guy who hired me and he, I'm not even exaggerating. It was, I copied the email. I didn't read it. The intro email he sent me. I have a form, you know. It's a four-page one. I have a form where I ask everything I need, and then I usually follow up, and I try to get on a, a call or maybe a couple questions if there's more that I need, and we get into it a little more there. But he sends me an email, and I copy-paste it, and I put it into Word only because I needed to know how many fucking words were in this thing. It was like <laughs> 4,000 fucking words. And none of it was relevant to anything. He was talking about his childhood and shit. You know, it's just skimming. I'm like, this is... I. It was like he, he grabbed a college paper and sent it to me and made it slightly irrelevant about me being his coach. I don't know. And I was like, there's no way I can fucking do this. This is not worth $200 a month to read this once, let alone this guy's check-ins are going to be like this. You know, this is a guy looking for a therapist. And so I immediately, I just like, hey, man, this isn't going to work. I kind of felt bad because he sent me 4,000 words and I sent him, uh, hey man, this isn't going to work. I sent you a Reef of 12 words. Uh, but that was that. I, I didn't really recommend him to anybody because I didn't want to burn any of my own bridges. You know, sending some. He needed, you know, this, he needs a therapist, which it's some like people. People that, um, that need like face to face consults or, or calls. I'm like, your goals are either to lose fat or to gain muscle. You're either fat and you need to lose fat or you're, you know, small and you want to gain weight or gain muscle. That's it. And that's my least favorite question. Uh, some guy, I like him. I, I really like him. And, uh, he, you know, he speaks my language and I can be, I can be the coach I need to be for him. But he goes, uh, so when, when can we get on a FaceTime call? And I said, ideally never. <laughs> if you have a question, just text it to me or email. And he goes, LOL, okay, that makes sense. You know, sometimes the only, the only time that would happen is like, hey, dude, I like injected this shit and now it's swelling. I need you to look at this. Will Pirelli, Will Pirelli, hey, I just took 375 grams of T3. What do I do? <laughs> uh, I told you about that, right? Uh, but, but yeah, and it's, it's not that I don't want to talk to the people that pay me, but a lot of the times, you know, in the haste of communication and in the interest of brevity, these problems aren't as big as it is in their head. And if they write it down, they're like, oh, well, I could have texted that. I didn't need to call. You know, sometimes people will call you with real stuff. And But honestly, from my perspective, is doing this for a while, usually when they call you, it's a personal problem. And that's fine sometimes, whatever. You know, I'll take personal calls every now and again, but usually it's nowhere related to training supplementation diet any of that shit you know what i like i found as a nice middle ground sending voice texts i know you love them i hate when you send me voice texts ross he sends me like eight at once oh my god oh well my it god. gets through all the bullshit i'm like do you have it i'm gonna send you some voice text it's just gonna be exactly what i need you to know there's not gonna be a, hey man how's it going oh you know just you know mowing the lawn yeah you know it's sunny outside you know yeah you know you know you know like today, yesterday, I spent 20 minutes on the phone call with a potential customer and I didn't say anything. I didn't say, all I said was, okay, cool. Yeah. That would, sure. that kills yeah. me. I hate like false communication or things. There is like, what, you know, what am I doing? What do we hear? My friend Max, he will send me voice text. It'll be five seconds long. And that's like a, maybe eight is a long one for him. 
And it'll usually be, hey, I'm going to be here. You want to go? Or, hey, I'm here right now. Do you want to hang out? It's never like a fucking story or anything. Uh, one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite guys I coach is like very long-winded. And I've like over time sort of like <laughs> helped him by forcing brevity upon him. Like he would send me these like four-minute messages sometimes. And I'd be like, man, everything you said could have been explained in about five seconds there or you could have typed it out and he does that now and it uh honestly it's better for everybody because i don't know i don't have the fucking attention span to listen to four minutes about you know something that happened at thanksgiving that isn't even relevant to what the fuck's going it's just i don't know it's too much some people just while while you're on the phone with me can i tell you what the voicemail said the voice messages said to who to you no i don't i don't want to hear it ever actually you don't want to hear you don't want to hear it are you going to tell me or play the voice message? I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> okay, you can do that. I thought you were going to play the voice message and I was going to hang oh. out. That was the end of the fucking podcast. Yeah. So I don't know what it is about like dieting or fitness or anything with the human <clears throat> body. People don't. People just don't know how to think. Like as soon as you say one thing, it's just like, Ugh. so I have this one client who he's, he's good client, but sometimes he says some dumb stuff. And if you're watching, uh, Mr. So-and-so. Um, Say his it. name. Say it. Cam. Cam, if you're watching. I can. You know you're stupid for this one. So I was updating his leg program. Okay. And it said squats. And then in parentheses, parentheses, it said hack slash front slash back and parentheses. Okay. So he goes, I don't have a hack squat machine. So do a front and or a back go, Yep. So I said, read it again. He goes, I don't know what you want to do. I don't have a hack squat machine. So I go to Google and type, what does slash marks between words mean? It means, okay. It literally says slash marks between words indicate options. And I said, motherfucker, if you went to Pizza Hut and it said pizza, (laughs) it said toppings, pepperoni slash onions slash bacon. Are you going to go to the cashier and go, what the fuck do I do? What is pizza slash bacon slash onions mean? But when it comes to the body, holy fuck, what is a hack squat slash front squat slash back squat? Do you want me to do them all at the same time? So, sometimes this helplessness comes from they're not they don't understand why they're small and weak in the gym. They don't understand why. And it, it has to be in some small nuance of what we're writing out. It has to be that. It can't just be that their intensity that they're bringing to the gym is zero. It can't be that. It has to be, you know, there's the fucking secret sauce here somewhere in the pro. It has to be whatever this slash thing is. If I figure it out, I'm going to have big fucking legs. And it's not that. They And it's if it was anything else, it was pizza, pizza, hi. You wouldn't think twice about it. But they have this lens that they put on where they're like, yes. uh, fuck, I, I know I'm fucking up. Let's see this uh, slash that. And then they have to ask question after question. It happens all the time at the bakery. They like put these lenses on, like you said, that like change everything. Yeah. What's in a uh, what is in a broccoli salad? What's in the what's in the beef and broccoli? Uh, beef and broccoli. And broccoli. I, I would uh, say so. There's beef. no green beans in it. No, there's broccoli in it. Absolutely zero green beans. Only beef and broccoli. This is uh, Milo making his cameo this appearance. Is the lesbian dog. Anyone listening? His dogs look like lesbians, don't they? It's, it's fine. He's uh, he's got a no. He looks like he's got the Karen haircut. This is my. He's completely blind, and uh, he doesn't have an eye on this side. And this side is not worth shit. So he can't. Oh, so he's like wearing a pirate's 
the patch. Yeah, he just bumps around the house and you know, does whatever the fuck. He doesn't. He doesn't care. So uh, let's talk about. We we just dunked on clients for probably twenty minutes now. Let's talk about the other side of the spectrum. Something that's actually helpful to people. There's a ton of you. There's a ton of coaches. Ton of money to go around. And uh, there's uh, so many like hucksters and fucking you know highwaymen, <laughs> the highwaymen of the industry that will get a couple people, get them bad, and send them off to the next coach, and you know bad stuff happens. Blue Taylor has the best fucking phrase. You know what I'm about to say? Blue Taylor's catchphrase. What is it? Well, I only know one off the top of my head. What is it? The scones. No, no. Look at the resume. He always says, look at the resume. He yeah. posts, he's got this crazy photo of like fucking 7,000 people he transformed. It's literally like like a, a collage with everybody's transformation and it's his logo. I think it's his logo or maybe a picture of him or something. But it's everybody he's ever worked with. This massive collage. And he's talking about, uh, I don't care what your certification is. I don't care you know, where you went or what you do or what you look like. He cares. What did they produce? And I think that's the biggest beacon of, of light that you can use as a client looking for somebody as a coach. And, and Ross pointed out a nuance in this when we were talking about filming the show. He was talking about look for the, the coach that is transforming nobodies. It, t- what do you mean by that, Ross? Nobodies. Okay. So like not to disrespect any of my clients, but I coach no one. I coach nobodies. I coach regular people that have, you know, big goals, just regular people, you know, middle-aged dudes, uh, kids in their twenties and thirties that have no like above average genetics. They just want to work hard, you know, put some muscle on, lose some fat. If you can make, uh, what's the phrase, uh, make something out of shit, whatever, something like that. Are you saying shit from Shinola? Because that doesn't mean what you think it means. No, like turning uh, lemonade from water. You know, whatever. You know what I'm fucking talking about. I'm not going to help you here. I want to watch you struggle. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You can make make cake out of shit. Wow, you can make a shit cake. So you're saying your clientele, what you do is like making shit cakes. Is that correct? Cow pies, yep. Cow pies, wow, amazing. Okay, so we see a lot of these big name coaches post people that are like fucking freaks that you yeah. could feed them anything or nothing or do they'll wake up and they'll be gaining muscle and losing fat just because they're genetics. So that's like really cool and flashy and exciting, but oftentimes they don't really post like the dudes that wouldn't turn heads. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like there's, you know, there's coaches' favorite coaches. And there's guys I know of where it's like you go to their wall and they'll post a freak every now and again, but they take fucking dumpster fire genetic people and they're a coach. They they take somebody that doesn't have the potential and they force the fucking potential on them, yep. which I think is that's the skill. Like, that's the skill set. And sometimes you got a guy that is that and then starts working with freaks and he's – you know, he gets a fucking Matt Jansen type of stuff where it's like he's great at it and also gets cream of the crop. So his guys are fucking amazing. But it's not like, you know, before he was ever bad. It's like he was working his way up the ranks with people that weren't so good in turning them really good. 
It's a, it's and something. Usually the, I'm not going to name any names, but usually the coaches that only show their blue tailor said, show the, show me the resume. Usually the people that are getting fucked are the ones that don't have any potential. Yeah. Because there's getting, more of them. Yeah. That's the, yeah. the con. And usually it's like, Damn, you know, me and you, we know what the fucking game is. We know who's out there. We know what's out there. A lot of these people, they get on Instagram. They're following a few people that are in the industry. And there's, you know, the, the arrows point to four or five people tops. You know, we know all the options. We've fucking been here. We know most all of the options. There's definitely people we don't know of yet. But we know pretty much all of the names that you're going to run the circuit for. We've shared clients before. We've had clients from other coaches. And there's like maybe 25 guys that everybody goes to. But somebody coming into this sphere, there's a guy at their gym that competed once that's asking for $200 a month to whatever, and he's going to text them uh, whatever and sell them bathtub brew steroids and f- totally fuck them because he just sought $200. Dude, okay. So I got two things to say. But first one is I've, I ranted on this last year and it made a couple people upset. So I'm going to say it again. People – Go to local coaches just because they're local coaches. And yeah. I don't understand that. Now, if you're a local coach, that doesn't mean you're shitty. But what I'm saying is there's so many people that just go to a coach down the road because they're down the road, no matter if they're fucking good or not, So without any research. Oh, he's down the road. He coaches 13 other people that I know. Okay. And it's usually like a squad of turds. Yeah. Um, a guy that I can think of that's not like that, that – that you know, kind of would be described as like a local coach, Morgan Rice. He has a fuck ton of great local athletes. He's yep. taken people that weren't super competitive and made them really fucking competitive, and they're almost all in his hometown. They're almost all Pittsburgh guys. I pose a lot of them. He's a great coach. He just happens to be local. Literally, yeah. He's one of the you know. There's not. There's not. It's not too common. It's usually if they're a pretty good coach, they're a big online presence. They, most of their guys don't live near them, but he's like. I get all of his guys for posing, and it's like they're all 412 numbers. They're all Pittsburgh. It kind of blows my mind how he gets all these guys near him that are good and makes them good, if that makes sense. Yeah, so when I chose Dom uh, Cardone, I've been with him three years, it was uh, based on three things. One of them, he, he prioritized health, so I like that. Two, his all like all of his clients were consistent. They like all looked the same. And yeah. three, he was getting dudes shredded that had no business – being up there like yeah it looked incredible and i'm like you look like like just an average looking bodybuilder but you're winning classes just for being in shape yeah yeah he gets gets some condition and that's you know that's uh that's the job that is the fucking job get you in shape especially for contest prep which another thing we were talking about red flags for coaches if they're super willing to take this is something that happens People come to Ross for this. People come to me for this. Anybody who's a coach, you got this type of client that shows up. And they're like ripe for the picking to be ripped off usually. <laughs> they come to you. Hey, man, uh, I'm eight weeks out from Krispy Kreme Classic. Uh, I need a coach. I realize I can't do this on my own. I'm going to hire you. The right thing to do and, and what you should look out for is they say, hey, send me pic- – this is what I say. Send me pictures. Uh, I'm happy to take you if you're going to be ready, uh, but more than likely, we're going to pick a later show and do this the right way. If you're okay with that, send it away. If not, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in doing it. Sometimes you get a guy that is totally ready and he lacks confidence and he's like, 
land the plane. You know, he's totally good. He'll probably be fine on his own, but he wants to pay you for a second eye. Land the fucking plane. Do it the right way. And that's okay. I think that's okay to take over those preps. You've done it, Ross. I've done it. Sometimes it works. You know, usually it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but then there's other guys where they have no... I posted a screenshot. Somebody wanted to hire me for posing. $250 he wanted to pay me. And he sent me pictures of him. And there's no fucking chance that in... It was like maybe 10 weeks or something. There's no fucking chance unless he you know, got abducted into a fucking internment camp and they put him on a treadmill from now till then and stuffed Finoplex tablets up his ass. There's no way he would have been anywhere remotely ready. And I was like, hey, man, I, I really don't want to take your money because this isn't going to work for you. This isn't, you know, no. And he was like, okay, okay, that's fine. I never heard from him again. I don't know if he did the show. I hope he didn't. But everybody else was telling him to do it. And I felt maybe maybe I should say something. What do you think, Ross? Um, what do you think you should have done? What do you, was it the four, six, eight week out? Anybody ever asked you for that? I'm sure they have. Yeah, the, but sometimes I'll either redirect them um, to someone that has like more experience doing like what do we what do we call it uh, uh, hail mary preps or what's the shotgun prep? Shotgun prep. Shotgun prep. They can they can work, but um, so like I for uh, Logan Goody Beats, we did a shotgun prep and it fucking worked. Yeah. But uh, we got him like lines in his glutes in 14 days from nothing. But it was so absurdly unrealistic for a prep. I think he was doing three one-hour cardio sessions, um, eating no food. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't was – at, at that level, sometimes you got to say, hey, man, the suffering here is not worth whatever you're going to get out of it. At, at, the, at the top of the diet plan, I said, this is the stupidest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I would have told him to fuck off. The show. Yeah, anyway, so we're going to talk about uh, red flags from from – from uh our line or the clients because we get there's still more to cover here uh well we had everybody's seen this huckster the guy who's posting on his instagram about how he's got three spots left oh yeah always three it's just three spots perpetually three spots i know a guy that does this all the fucking time has no fucking clients he did one of those uh what is it summer shredding we're talking about that in a minute, it's like a summer shredding thing, and one oh. for literally being like the guy that was a fat guy and then was like a less fat guy, whatever that the transformation. And he's always posting, I, I I was the the best less fat guy. I got three fucking spots left. Did you guys want to join the ranks here as a less fat guy? And uh, nobody ever takes him up on it because the second red flag, uh, his whole fucking profile is just pictures of him. Uh, if yeah, you so go. To- yeah, resume, go ahead. Resume, you covered that. Um, I think asking people around, a lot of people like... Uh, well, let me back you up because resume sometimes is bad. Like be be willing and, and able to evaluate what you're actually looking at. Uh, how many fucking coaches do you know of? There's one in particular that I canceled that will um, post their shit up. And they'll have a picture of them in front of the stage flyer, whatever the fuck it is, with the client that got blown the fuck out. Or they're like, oh, fourth place today in bikini novice, true novice, super novice, uh, champion novice, winner novice, D. And uh, there were only four girls in the class. Manipulating the reality, yeah. Yeah, learn to – guys, www.npcnewsonline.com. You go and you type – the show name in and you click it and you click the current year and then you scroll down 
and you go look, if you're looking at a coach and they're bragging about a placing and it's in the top five and the guy doesn't look particularly great or the girl doesn't look particularly great, go look and see what they're truly bragging about. Uh, there's one dumbbells and donuts or some bullshit. I, I called her out and like started a whole bunch of shit with her thing because she was posting placings that were last fucking place and bragging about it. She was like, took four girls there, uh, all in the top five. It wasn't fucking humanly possible unless you entered more people into the show to be out of the top five. It's like, what the fuck do you mean? And that's a con man. They're marketing to somebody that is the demographic we first described. You just got on the scene. You don't know of too many fucking coaches and you certainly have never been to a show. So you don't know what the fuck this is. And someone's going to steal your money. Guess how much she charged a month? $350, right? $350. How much you charge, Ross? Uh, anywhere from like three to two. <laughs> Why did you say it backwards? Because 300 uh-huh. for monthly or 200 per <clears throat> month, they do like six months. Yeah, I'm, I'm at two to 250, 200 for regular and 250 for prep usually. Uh, and this girl has an abysmal resume and was charging $350. I think actually since I started all the shit with her, she stepped down and has girls underneath of her that do the coaching and she doesn't do any of it anymore, which is phenomenal. That's okay with me. Um, Man, this is actually, I know it's a side topic, but your post today about the bargain hunting. Oh yeah, we can talk about it for sure. Uh, uh, like, Let me read it, the post, let me read the okay. post. Let me pull it up here. All right, so I said bodybuilding is not a sport to bargain hunt in. Posing helps expensive. You're paying for the look, the expertise, the criticism. Competition coaching is expensive. You're paying for execution, the eye, the plan, the assurance. Some of the top guys in the game have to charge big, big money in order to keep a roster small enough to turn on amazing stage athletes and have the level of detail required to succeed. I see people not hiring a posing coach for money reasons, doing their own tan, having their buddy coach them, or you didn't get a hotel and you decided to drive to the venue the day of to save some money. And then the bottom line is it's not worth it. Pay the premium. Yeah. Let us, let it, let it rip Ross. What do you think? Man, it, well, I can go a couple different angles. Um, so like at my stage, I want to be the best I can be five years ago. The best I could be is not really that good though. So like, do I need to have a top level coach when it's my first one to three years in here? No, you're getting, you'll get ignored because they got to subsidize their top guys. And that makes perfect fucking sense. You got to yeah. like, climb the ranks. It makes sense. Yeah. To me. So that that's the coaching expense side. But even if I'm, even if it's my first one to three shows, I still recommend spending the money, getting a proper tan, getting a hotel. That's no stress. Uh, posing help because you want because when I do I really enjoy doing like first year prep people their first show because so many people have horrible experiences with their first shows either they don't know how to they don't they don't get the right diet their coach was an idiot their peak week was a fucking Google thing <laughs> and I really enjoy just cutting to the bullshit like our goal for your first show is for you not to look like a fucking idiot. That's yeah. the only goal because people will show up on stage looking like an idiot and okay. everyone in the stands will be saying, look at that idiot. Yeah. Who, who coached them is their second question. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's like, you know, we're talking about the tan. People do that all the time. There was a, a girl that goes to the gym with me. She wanted me to coach her. I fired her because it's just me. 
um she's asking all these weird questions about i don't know it's a longer story than that but i was like no i can't do this uh, sorry you know giving your money back but she wanted to she goes oh i got this really great deal on a tan and i'm thinking like olympia tan is not giving anybody a deal you're going you're paying in cash the same amount everybody else is paying and they're fucking spraying you down and she's telling me oh no no i'm gonna uh get my friend to do it and it was 60 dollars for three coats and i think i'm gonna do one tomorrow or some bullshit like that and i was like no what if they do a great job ross what's the problem they execute the tan her tan looks pretty good and it's dark enough What's the problem when she goes and stands on stage next to five, six other girls? Well, it's going to be a different color. Different fucking color. Say they nailed it. Your color is probably not going to match them unless they use the same product, which if it's a boutique tanning salon, they probably don't have fucking pro tan in the back. They're thinking – is that an insulin needle? They're thinking that you're going to be doing uh, a fucking photo shoot or something, so they're not going to make it oompa loompa orange. It's just not going to work out. You know, It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. I tried to explain this to her. And uh, I hope she listens. I don't know. Are there sirens in New York City? There's always sirens. I live in uh, in this like in the city in the city. Okay, so um, red flags for your clients. What is one? What are the? Give me like three. Like you know, they hire you in red flags. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I always go and I, I look into like their social media and stuff. Uh, one girl hired me. And like I go and I look at her stuff and everything she posts about is intuitive eating, health at every size, blah, 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 all this fucking crazy shit. And like literally my first question was, how did you see anything I've ever said and decide that you wanted to actually give me money? Like I'm your worst enemy at this point and she hired me. And I was like, no, this... This isn't it. So, like, you know, look at their, their social media interactions. And then I, I look at the level of effort and detail they put into their photographs. So, did they clear out a spot to go take head-to-toe photographs? Or did they, they snap them like, on their way out to the work? Is it a fucking mirror selfie? You know, whatever. And then uh, the level of detail they went to in their questionnaire. I always ask them, if, you know, if they're running something or not, you know, blood work their response to that sometimes oh uh i i I can't do that oh i got i i have blood work okay it's from 2017 all right that's just a c cmp panel yeah i have a bank statement from 2017 uh but that doesn't mean fucking anything to me right now does it no (laughs) nobody cares what that says 27 look there's money in there i could be broke today (laughs) doesn't help me at all so uh that's that's a big one just like overt neediness where you know they have to tell you i just took a poop i just did this i just did that is this okay is this okay is this okay uh or uh you know we're eating the same shit in just different quantities for, for more or less for weeks and months at a time it's you know how this game goes consistency hey i'm at the grocery store uh do you think we're getting anything different this week ostrich nope <laughs> you're not yeah get some ostrich eggs dude can i go back to the blood work thing Please. This is one of my. This is one of the things I was going to rant on. Every single time, not every single time, but like, dude, fifty percent of the time. So I make all my clients get blood work, all of them. Don't care who you are, because regardless if you work out with me, you still need to know what the fuck's going on with your body. Regardless, yeah, kind of a good thing to do. They all. I cannot stand when they update me every single thing on the process. So this task is get your blood work. Use this and order this. Wait, hey, wait, 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 wait. I just booked it. 
I'm leaving the house. I got it drawn today. It'll be here in three days. Oh, here's my blood work. Well, yeah. I never fucking respond. Why do I need to know that you're on the way to the to the doctor's office, dude? Oh, we all do. This is everybody it does it all the time. Everybody, I don't understand why. I mean, I get it. I don't, no, for, I don't get it. For me, give, give I, me the blood work when it's in. I like attention to detail in in the things that really matter. Like uh, everybody, anybody who's coached anybody that has ever asked for a video of a lift has dealt with this. The fucking Blair Witch angles where it, you're like, all right, film a squat. <laughs> all right, what do you think? I don't fucking know. I didn't see anything at all. What do you mean? You know, people that, that put time into it, and usually all it means, if you send me that video, all it means is you recorded the shit and you didn't watch it yourself, which is what I'm trying to force you to do. I want you to, like, my biggest tool for me ever getting any amount of strong was filming shit I did and reviewing it my own self. Oh my God, there's so many rants here, dude. Do you okay. do this? Uh, yes. Well, this I know is, you do this. This is, what you... People don't, this is what people don't do. Yeah. They record it and they don't review it. Send they, it. They, just... they, they post it online, like the guy who you did with the, the sumo squats. Remember that guy? Sumo squats. It was like two weeks ago. Tall dude was doing like 315 sumo squats and the bar wasn't touching the ground, nor was it going up. Oh, deadlifts. Yeah, sumo. Sorry, sumo deadlifts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know exactly who you're talking I'm about. Like, dude, you recorded it, you watched it, you posted it, and you thought that was good. I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, one thing for me is when I know you get this too. When people are way too motivated. Oh, what's well, like a fake motivation? I am, I'm going to be your best client. Yeah. I'm willing to do anything. I will give it 150 percent. Like, or, or they'll make a comparison. They'll be like, yeah, I used to do totally fucking irrelevant, extraneous ass hobby that means nothing or oh career. Man. That means I used to be the CEO of Dexacorp. It's like, did you get on stage at Dexacorp? You probably fucking didn't, man. Uh, it doesn't fucking matter. Is, is a lot in the armed forces. Like, hey, I used to be in the armed forces or I used to be in the Marines or Navy. So I'm really good at all this structure. No. It'll go. That'll go both ways for me. For me, the surprise standouts that I would have never thought was the demographic that absolutely fucking murdered it are like eighteen to nineteen year old kids that have nothing else to fucking do. I get those, and they're Morgan Rice gets a lot of those too. He's got a kid named Ty that is like, it's like he's fucking programmed in the head just to. What the fuck does he want to do? He was talking to me about how hey yeah. Uh, I don't really know what to do for New Year's Eve. I don't really want to go out and drink or do it. I'm like, bro, go hang out with your friends, man. He just focus on the bodybuilding. You get some kids in that pocket of life that are just savages and they turn into really great bodybuilders. Most of them don't, but if you have somebody that's a huge standout, I've noticed like they're usually not towards the end of their 20s. They're usually in that like 21 and before, maybe not as early as 17, but 18 sometimes. And they're just... They've saved up their fucking allowance and milk money to hire you, and they've been thinking about hiring you only for like two years now, and they're fucking ready to do it, and they're not going to waste any time or anything. Yep. They'll send you five videos a day of them in the gym. They'll fucking ask you only relevant questions. They'll respect the fuck out of your time, and every single week when it, they check in, you're like, wow, you made a leap forward, and then you string 52 of those together, and you got a kid that's just good. I uh, A kid, John Lee. 
an Asian kid. I just yeah. posted him on my on my uh, Instagram. Fucking crazy. 52 weeks go by. He looks like a whole different person. Like he ate his oh, old self. In his fucking dorm room doing this shit. Everybody else, oh, I'm in the dorm room, so uh, what can I eat at the chow hall? John Lee don't give a fuck. John Lee buys a fucking hot plate. He doesn't care. He don't play these fucking games. He didn't play any games, actually. Kid's got crazy legs. He knows his back. John Lee, you're watching this. Your back's got to come up. But that, that, That'll be in the future, but it's fine. It's getting better. It's getting better. He just actually texted me while we're here now. John Lee, guess what John Lee just texted me, guys? What did he text me? Relevant to something we were just talking about. Um, oh, I don't know. I told him, like, maybe eight days ago, hey, make sure you get your blood work blood work in the next two weeks. I never got a, got a drawn. I never got a, I'm waiting. I never got a, I'm on the toilet right now. Bloods came back quick. Took it Monday morning fasted. Attached as the PDF. That's what you need to do. That's my man. That's my fucking man. That, that's all you need to do. I feel Good like mind. people, clients need to take a, like a course a 60 minute course on how to be a coach because like so i always say this if you're a client you have one coach your coach has 50 clients yeah so like think of that perspective their their job is not to babysit you you have to babysit like yourself with that coach so last one last flag and i know you know this is uh clients that talk shit or prospective clients that talk shit on previous coaches oh yeah i usually send money back right then because it say it's true say it's not true it's just a, a it gets a bad look because usually like i know how this goes if you're talking shit about somebody that's super well known or whatever it's like well i see what's going to happen if our relationship ever sours uh and i, I just don't want it's like you know you're on a date with a girl and you sit down, and the apps haven't even arrived, and she's yeah, telling you, my, my boyfriend has small pee-pee, and he never did anything for me. And you're like, damn, you dated him, though. You you picked him. You know you dated him, and you're talking yeah, about every, him. Right every experience I have with that, I am no longer coaching that client. Yeah. Every, I, every I, uh, I send money back for that almost exclusively. Usually it's like a, like a whoop. All right, let, let's see what else there is, and if there's ever another problem i'm like nah i'm out um i i deal with that a lot like i don't want to hear anything you know let's just assume that you guys didn't work out together and that they knew what they were doing and you tried but it just wasn't clicking and go from there uh sure we just talked a, a whole lot of shit about coaches that don't know what the fuck they're doing but if you're giving a name that i recognize they probably have some wins and some success and there are people that they do get along with that are hard workers that that make it out. If it's some guy in your gym that, you know, sold you some trend baloney or something, uh, you know, go ahead talk shit about him. But you know, don't. The industry is this fucking big. This is. It seems super huge or whatever. But I'm a fucking nobody. Ross is a nobody. We're you know, <laughs> this is not that big of an industry, and we know everybody, and we're nobodies. I've got one one more story, and then we can switch topics. So Please. I had this guy get coached by two Olympians. Olympians. Okay. Chris Cormier and Flex Wheeler. Interesting. Okay. Recently? This was about three years ago. I was still in New Braunfels, but about three years ago. Hires me, him and his wife hire me, and he Ooh. immediately talks shit about Chris uh, Cormier and Flex Wheeler. And I'm thinking to myself, why the, f if you're getting coached by these legends, why, like, Ross Flanagan, like, how did you end up here? 
what did you do to get here? Right? I mean, every woman who's ever dated Ross, I wonder the same thing. How did you pick this one and end up right here in time? What problems, what mistakes did you make? But anyways, it was a referral. So I coached this friend, his friend got into good shape and blah, blah, blah. So flash forward, that, that red flag dings, okay? This guy, and I've told the story before, he messages me, hey, coach, I'm on a road trip. I need more carbs. I'm going to go to Panda Express and get some white rice. I was like, you need white rice to drive a car. You need more carbs. So that was. Did you did you make sure? Because it's possible he had one of those uh, Flintstone cars with the bottom yeah, cut out. It was, he was yabba dabba doing his way down the highway. You didn't ask these questions. Ross is an ineffective coach because he did not ask the proper questions to ascertain if his client needed more carbohydrates. You just shit on him for going to Panda Express. All right, move on. Anyway, uh, I wanted to say usually the husband wife. I try to split that. Usually I'll re- I'll like refer the wife to a. a another coach like Morgan Rice or somebody that's really good with females and I try to like split that up I have some husband wife couples that do good but it's like sometimes it works in your favor where if, like one of them will help the other and and it benefits but sometimes it's like a weird schism where you just find yourself in the middle of like arguments and shit and I don't like yeah. that so Elena and I get both get coached by Dom and we've never had an issue yeah, yeah. Well, you guys, you know. Hey, I'm going to give Ross a refeed here. Like, go ahead and have one with him. Sort of yeah, thing. yeah. I mean, that that too, you know, with like the eating together and all that. But just sometimes it's like somebody's got a problem and you're in the middle. You know what I mean? It just, it happens and it's not, you know, you end up hearing about their whole fucking life. I have a couple, uh, I have a guy named Jeremy, he, him and his wife, Nikki, both work with me. They never really overlap it. It's super normal. They both make you know tons of progress. She's like dieting right now. He's growing right now. It's never been an issue. They're not texting me. Can we have a cheat meal together? It never happens. And that's you know that's pretty abnormal. But usually I try to split that situation up if it goes south, just for you know obvious reasons. You find yourself in the middle of things. Um, anyway, shifting gears here. Um, huge with two great topics coming up. Um, one the Everybody's seen it, and it's like this is a topic that is fueled by 16-year-olds on the internet that need to know everything about every bodybuilder. Uh, they want to know what they're on. And there's this giant wave of, of bodybuilders that market themselves as, I'm the only honest guy out here. And they say they're honest uh, because they're telling these 16-year-old inquiring minds every fucking compound, how they're using it, what they're using, where the fuck they get it. Their sponsor for gear that some fucking you know wait 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 watch watch us TRT clinic we all we all know about these places where it's just like fucking oh. gray market drug dealers. I deal. got Cymbalon from a TRT clinic. Yeah, you got your trend from the TRT clinic. They mailed it to you and you never met them. <laughs> you, you bought drugs oh, legally. Man, yeah, sorry, it's just uh, you know there's a couple places that do that legitimately, but there's more places that do that. In a very crooked, crook way. One of them just got busted like crazy. Uh, alternative med something. There was like 30 locations or 13, something like that. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, so the topic that we're talking about is what do you gain from being super transparent online about every 
anabolic you use. Guys like me and Ross, if we're looking at your photos online, we know what the fuck is up. We don't have to ask. So your your whole method, your whole communication is to people that don't know, that are unknowing, not in the industry. They're probably not using it themselves because if they were, they wouldn't have to ask these questions. So, like, what is the benefit? Who wins? What do you get out of it? By, by publicly talking, oh, I use this, oh, I use that. I have no clue. I I have no no fucking clue. They wear it like a badge of fucking honor. I don't know what the fascination of it is. I, I mean, I don't, to be fair, I don't understand anything, like anything about this world. I don't understand why people, the bodybuilders say sitting. They're sitting at 165. Where did that, how did that start? What are you sitting know. down from? Like, what are you doing? Or the fascination with asking males their stats. Like, what's your height and weight? Like, That's like a, they want to compare. Oh, I know John, he's five foot seven, 185. Now I know. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, it's uh, it's weird. It's just a, a very strange thing. I don't know. It's like you're not – you don't get any honesty points. Nobody I, wins. So I have a feeling that the whoever started this, I think it was Boston, that came out, you know, the publicity aspect of it. That's different it, though. Not- That's his fucking brand. That is a different aspect. And he was the first one to do it. And his brand is the crazy guy that was using all the shit and talking openly about it. But you know, you know, though, there's a disclaimer that comes with Boston where you're like, he's fucking doing it. But we talked to his clients and I know they're not doing it like that. He's he's the human experiment of his own self. And he makes that pretty fucking clear. He's not saying go, you know, put all the shit in your body. If I know I know clients of his, I've seen his protocols. They're not fucking super insane, super crazy. Uh, that's him. But you got guys that are like, oh yeah, I'm using this, this, this. This is exactly where I got it. I just want to be transparent here. Like you're not fucking Donald Trump. You know, you're not the. This isn't a, a hearing. You don't need to open open all your fucking bank accounts and show us your tax records. You're a guy on Instagram that's fucking bodybuilding. We should assume that you're using this shit. I love when they lie to us, honestly. Ronnie Coleman was all the time. Oh, saying, you know, just the D ball, you know, the typical stuff, you know. Lee Priest, yeah, just use uh, 100 milligrams of uh, test prop. Yeah, test prop. That's all I use. Like, okay, please. I love it. I loved when they, because then people take that and they, they run with it. They're like, oh, yeah. Lee yeah, O'Neill. Like, why the, why the lying? Like, now, you can look at Ronnie and he's a freak of nature, right? So he turned pro as a natural, right? Yeah, Dave. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's definitely people out there that take what they say and that what they say they take is very light, but that's, I don't think that's the norm here. And I think, you know, Boston pioneered this honesty and transparency with a, with one goal and one purpose. And that purpose has transformed into now, now it being like, cool. Like it's cool to talk about this stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't find any enjoyment or any coolness like talking about gear. Do you know one thing I've noticed though? The people that talk the most about drugs always look the shittiest. They're always like fucking super skinny, super tall. They're like, fuck, they'll tell you every peptide. Oh, one common denominator. They all are on growth hormone. And then if you ask and inquire a little more, they're like, yeah, bro, uh, generic. Generic. I uh, pay. $130 uh, for a box of it. Like it's not gross. It's 
Phil Viz made a post about this the other day. It's not growth hormone. It's it's just not. It's it's the fucking uh, the copay on a fucking Sarastim box is like fucking almost four hundred dollars. You're not getting that from China for one hundred thirty bucks shipped. It's just not happening. And none of these guys look like they're on it, so it's just not happening. Yeah, and I'd be honestly, I'd be kind of embarrassed if I was like super open with my shit. And right. I don't look good. I yeah, I want to lie. I'm like no, you know, well not. Does it look like I take stuff? I look like yeah. shit. When I was competing, I never wanted to say I was because I was like, man, I fucking said yeah, I'd win my class, but I didn't want to be like, yeah, I'm on, I'm on a bunch of gear because I didn't look great. Yeah, you know, I wasn't fucking giant. But you got these guys that have like no fucking social awareness of what they actually have produced with it, and usually it's their first mechanism of getting better is, well, I got to change sources and use more. It's never my training sucks. It's never my uh, fucking food intake isn't right. It's always, what can I do about the drugs? I, I get guys from, uh, from Reddit steroids all the time. And I, I'm actually pretty fucking good at like speaking their language and just being blunt with them and being like, yo, yeah, your drug situation is fine and figured out everything else sucks. And I've got a, a ton of guys that like sucked and got really good because I refocused them. You know, they're in this fucking world. They're on Reddit. They're on Instagram. They're in this fucking world of these guys that are doing the brutally honest uh, talk about my drugs bullshit. And their minds are getting filled with it's all about the drug, all about the drug, all about the drug. And nobody's talking about the non-glamorous, non-fun, non-sexy training, doing the mo- going to bed when you're fucking supposed to go to bed, bringing your water around with you. It's not sexy. Dude, it's so funny. It's so – you know how – I am. I'm like, I'm really into self-awareness. Yeah. And that's it. To be aware of yourself is the only way, only way to progress. It's so funny back in the day, like maybe five years ago, I was, I was exactly the person I preach not to be now like obsess over the forums and, Oh, you got to take this much at this time. And it's gotta be done this way, this way, this way, all this minutia. I wasn't eating a lot. I was training, you know, okay. Uh, I was super inconsistent. My food, my diet sucked. I was justifying all this cheat meals and five guys after every workout. And then literally I hired Dom, my whole mindset changes, everything flip-flops, like all the emphasis is on the foundation, sleep, training, nutrition over and over and over and over again. And other stuff is just icing on the cake. And then I just really progressed. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's the fucking, it's the house. And they're worried about the fucking shingles on the roof, what color they are, and the fucking side paneling. It's like you don't have a house, bro. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Sleep in your yeah, fucking yeah. <laughs> Sleep in your fucking uh, paint for your deck? No, you're not, buddy. You don't have it's. But like you, know, you're right. It's not sexy at all. It's not sexy to talk about that. It's not fun. It's not fringe. It's not cool to be talking in in the gym with your bros about what your meal prep looks like tonight. You're gonna talk about. How, I don't know. Also, why do people fucking inject in the locker room? That doesn't make That's a any. Thing. Yes, I used to have a training partner. His name was Corey. Interesting guy, and he swore that he had to take his fucking injection in the locker room after. Before. Okay, that makes no sense. I would do it after because you got blood flowing. Yeah. He would fucking go in, do that, bleed all over the fucking place. Wipe it up and be like, all right, let's go. I'm ready. Every fucking day. Every day. And I'd be like, wait, so like you have this in your car and you're traveling with it. And then you go to the gym and, you know, like some old man with his fucking balls out would just be walking by 
and I'm standing here with this goofy guy. He's fucking, you know, going in his doll or going in his ass or something. <laughs> fucking weird, man. That's because it's cool, man. It's cool. Well, no, he, you know, he didn't know any better. Somebody told him that's uh, that that's what you're supposed to do, and you got to do it before training, and that's what he believes, and that's what he did. Somebody told him, so he did it. Which is how most of this shit happens, honestly. Somebody says something, and then it's fucking absolute gospel. Absolute gospel. A million stories of that. Terrible. Um, well, we got about 20 minutes left of the podcast, so let's talk about a not relevant to bodybuilding really at all, but a common thread that we see in bodybuilding. There's been a ton of, there's a guy who was married to a girl, and he's oh, a pro. You know who I'm talking about. He had a big fucking dramatic thing with that. Although, on his side, he kept the drama low. Uh, I'm talking about Steve Kuklo. On his side, he handled it. No drama. Didn't post anything. His wife or ex-wife or whatever. I don't think she stopped posting. It's just a big fucking dramatic thing. But we're talking about infidelity in the bodybuilding world. Ross, take us away. Well, let me pose a, real, a first question. Do you think it's synonymous with bodybuilding? <laughs> Or do you think it's just everyone's cheating, but it's just prevalent in bodybuilding? I think in the bodybuilding world, uh, we have a bunch of people that because you know, like I, you can you, you you meet these people, you know them. A lot of them fit the same mold. To be into bodybuilding, it's almost like you're you know you were fucking into video games or something where it's like the grind and the long term and the whatever. You have to be focused. People think meathead, they think like stupid jock. That's usually not it. The jocks get fat by the time they're 30. The nerds get fucking jacked and shredded once they find, you know, MezoRx.com or whatever the fuck it is. You know, they, they figure it out. And so I think it's a lot of people that didn't have a lot of options before. They found something they loved. They actually started to become the person that they were. And, you know, you didn't have any options before. There was maybe one girl that would say yes to you back then. Then, you know, you get a little trend flowing, you start competing, whatever, you get a little juicier, fill out, you grow that jawline that you never had, and more than one woman is interested in you, and you have no idea what the fuck to do with it. Because before, it was never an option, and now that it's an option, you're like, fuck, uh, I'm used to always jumping on this when it comes. Because, you know, maybe you didn't have all that go on before, but now what do you do? What do you think, Russ? What, about cheating or? I mean, in our industry, we see these glow ups, you know, of, of generally men that weren't much to look at before. And then, sorry, Snarfy, weren't much to look at before. And then they are now way more attractive than they prior were. And, you know, women can say up and down. I'm not attracted to that. I'm not attracted to that. I don't know. I always do this confessional story things, and it's always the fucking jack shredded dudes that are talking about banging some other dude's wife in their car or in their house or in their bed or whatever. So it just—it's not true. Nobody likes the dad bod. It's a settled thing. Yeah, I don't know. I have a—I could talk about this. I think Jeez. there's guys. I think there's girls that actually. So I have a story. I was getting ready for the Sean Ray Classic. Yeah. Okay. In 2015, the show we did. And about four weeks out, we went to the beach and I was uh, at this bar, like this outside bar, wasn't drinking. And all these girls, I heard these girls talking about me and they were being so fucking rude. They were like, he is so big. It's disgusting. That's gross. And all my friends heard it. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? 
Like, imagine if I wasn't big and I was fat. Well, he is so fat. It's disgusting. But that's the thing. They would never say that. It's like, yeah, they wouldn't say that. But because I'm, I have muscles, like, they didn't mean it, though. They didn't, Ross, I'm here to tell you they didn't mean it. They were just, uh, the fact that they were talking about it. Women don't do that shit. They don't mention it. They just don't, you know, they don't fucking mention it. They're talking about it because they're all thinking the same thing. They're like, I'd smash. And, uh, and that's that. That's it's true. I think it's true. I think it's, Snarf, can you stop eating my shirt? Um, tiny mission. But I think with social media and the hormones, social media, all these girls posting like, you know, risque stuff. And then they go to the shows. And but that's everywhere. Shows. Girls, girls uh, across the spectrum post their butt online and it doesn't result in, you know, fucking all the hook. I, there's a lot of cheating in the bodybuilding world, a fucking ton. You know, we're, we're confidants for a lot of our people, a lot of people that... I don't know. Everybody tells me they're dirt for some reason. And I've just, my eyes are like this. It's damn. There's, you know, there's definitely good, good people. And I don't, I don't think anybody's just bad because they cheat on somebody or whatever. Everybody learns from that shit. I've cheated. You've cheated. So I think with the, with the males and the females, because the females are taking enhancements, their sex drive is going to be, you know, elevated. I don't think when you're beginning, when you're in the beginning stages and you're starting to take this stuff, you don't know what's actually happening. Like, yeah, your mind's on a fucking train, right. runaway train. So you now I know, like, okay, this is just the drugs talking. Like, that's why I'm looking at this woman that is 80 pounds overweight and she's 75, and I'm debating having sex with her. It's just the drugs. <laughs> yeah. I know that I'm not going to do it. I don't know about that. This is, by the way, disclaimer. This is Ross's personal experience being attracted to overweight grandmothers. Dude, I told, uh, I tell this Elena all the time. She's like, you know what it's like? And she's like, what? I'm like, I justify in my brain looking at every female. And I'm like, what would I do? Would I do that? Yeah, I probably would. And then I'm off and it's like, why would I, what the fuck? No. So back in the day when I was, you know, starting, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I, I had, was engaged. I cheated on this girl all the time. It was so bad. And I was one of these confessions things. The day I got a day, <laughs> this is so fucked. This is a terrible story. Tell it. What did you do the day you got the ring with her mom? I went, went with her mom to pick out the ring. Engagement ring. Engagement. He bought the engagement. What did you do the day of the engagement ring? We celebrated my friends and I fucking cheated on her. Uh, that's trend for you. I was like, "What the fuck? This is so bad." <clears throat> I was a nasty piece of shit too. You know, it's and part of it's probably just uh, you know having to learn, but. I never dated a ton when I was, you know, 16, 17, 18. And then I got into bodybuilding and there were a ton more options. And I personally, you know, I'm speaking from experience. I really didn't know what the fuck to do. Like more than one attractive woman's into me. What the fuck do I do here? I was dating three of them at the same time. Uh, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't good for anybody involved in that equation. It's a ton of stress. I see, like I have, you know, I definitely know people that are doing the same thing I was doing back then. And I, I feel, I'm like, aren't you stressed? I was talking to a friend the other day. I'm like, aren't you really stressed about this? Like, how do you do? Valentine's, Valentine's Day was the worst day of my life. <laughs> you had to start fights with two of them and then take the one and then take the one after Valentine's Day. And the one before, you had to fucking play this game of chess to even live your life. No, you go to the same store and buy the same thing three times. And somebody's like, why, why are you just here? Yeah, <laughs> no, you got three at the checkout. They're like, you 
sisters or something? No, leave me alone. Don't ask me any questions. Leave me alone. It's I was not never here, by the way. What'd you say? I was never here. I was never here. It's uh yeah, it's it's way too much. I'm like 31 now. Ross, how are you? How old are you? I'm about to turn 31. And I look back and I'm like, holy shit, I could have been doing so much more with my life. But so much of it was dedicated to fucking running around and lying to all these women and conning them and this one, that one, that one. And if you step, pull yourself, if you're doing this right now and listening to this, pull yourself out of the equation. How much fucking extra time would you have if you just focused on one of them and uh, didn't have to have two fucking lives? How much are you risking right now? Great point. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this conversation here. Go. With this topic. Do you know a guy named Elliot Hulse? Yes, yes. Okay. He's, he's uh, kind of crazy, but he's cool. Yeah. He's crazy. Big time YouTuber back in the day. And after Wait, I was like. He, he uh, used to be a fitness YouTuber. And now he's like a, I would, a masculinity YouTuber or something. He's like a spirit yeah, dude now. He's like a spirit dude. Uh, a little strange, but whatever. I like him. Anyways, so um, this was, I was listening to him at the time. And I was like, you know, cheating on this girl and all these other girls like all the time. And I knew I had to stop. And um, he was actually going through the same thing where he was, he was married and he was going through, like he was about to do the, you know, the dirty deed. And he said, is busting a nut worth ruining your life? So guys, <laughs> stop thinking with your dick for like 15 seconds. Just remember your dick is controlling your thoughts right now. Take yeah. a step back. Is it worth ruining? Like if you have a job or a house, you're going to risk everything for some girl that you met online five minutes ago. And, for and another thing, another thing that traps you in it. And, and I, I, I remember this being a thing for me. Nobody, no relationship. Are you and Elena? Are you always happy? Is everything always butter the whole fucking time? No, you have problems sometimes, right? You yeah, fight and argue. Everything. The problem, though, if you if you have more all these options that are strung out on the line, you and Elena get into beef. The other options seem way nicer now because you're not beefing with them. And yeah. so you start comparing and you make these comparisons. Me and my girl fight sometimes. If there was another one that I could just go to whenever we're fighting, I would never patch these things up. And I would never improve my life situation with the one that I'm supposed to be with. Instead, I'd be out there fucking flying around with all the others. And it's you don't realize that this is happening while it's happening you're in the middle of it and stuck and you just see a better option you're like oh let's stress over here let me float and get a little closer to this one now and then you start fighting with that one which is inevitable because everybody's a human you're gonna fight and you're gonna come back to this one and maybe there's a third one in the mix that sometimes gets a little airplay when these two you're fighting it's it's not any way that any human being should live it's stressful as fuck Damn. Damn, Ross. I can't believe that. Day you got the engagement ring. Huh? Oh, that was, yeah, it was bad. What did you say? I said, yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. Damn. But I mean, it didn't work out in the end, so. What did you do with the engagement ring? Oh, so, well, uh, she said she's going to give, she would give it back, but then she just took it. I was like, whatever. I don't blame her at all. She, she earned that, honestly. That was hers. Did she earn it? To do whatever she wanted to do with it, that was hers. I hope I'm, not saying I don't, I'm not saying I don't agree with you, but I bought it. Yeah, you deserve to lose it, my friend. You deserve to lose it. That's a big deal. An engagement ring is a huge deal. It's a huge deal. It's a, you know, a little piece of gold and a, and a gemstone, but it, uh, I think it's a big deal. And 
You know, that, that would hurt from her perspective. It's like... He doesn't know either. Oh, I hope she doesn't watch this. She, no, I haven't talked to her in seven years. You never know, bro. Sometimes those girls are just floating around. I, I got a call the other day. No, she's, she's remarried. I'm remarried. Or married and married. Don't mean nothing, bro. I, I think the 4th of July, maybe? I got a phone call. <laughs> like, I haven't heard from this woman in six years. Why is she calling me? Just, I don't know, man. You know, you... You, you damaged that one, and uh, she probably wakes up every morning, washes her face, says, Fuck Ross Flanagan! To the mirror, and then goes about her whole day. That's, that is a, a pivotal moment in somebody's life when that happens. Because she figured it out. You know she figured it out. Probably. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Damn. She, what she thought she, the, the kicker was when she started getting uh, suspicious. Guys. She's like, you're doing a lot of cardio at the gym. Why are you doing so much cardio? Are you trying to get leaner? Why are you trying to get leaner? See, that's this is something I was talking to one of my close friends about today. Uh, intuition, you know, people say gut feeling, <laughs> intuition. Women, ladies out there, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, I'm gonna blow this apart for you. Women, intuition, gut feeling. They're not these mythical thoughts. Your brain is smarter than you are, and your brain has figured it out and is trying to warn you of the inevitable shitstorm that's going to come. And it figured it out from real-world things that you processed and didn't notice. Small things, super small things. The more in tune you become with that and the more you trust that, the less you're going to get run around on. Because there's small little things. You know, you live with everything. Yeah. There was – I think about it. Anytime you were doing something dirty that you weren't supposed to be doing – was there evidence? Was there ways they could have figured it out? Was there little cues that had they been really paying attention, they would have figured it out? Was there? Yeah. Same for me. And, you know, anytime these girls accused me of something, they were right on the fucking money. But, you know, they, oh, no, okay. You know, if you say no, they say, oh, okay, fine. Trust your fucking intuition. Your gut has probably arrived there for a reason. Sometimes it's a false flag. You know, maybe some people are more paranoid than the others, but if you're smooth sailing and nothing's wrong, and then all of a sudden there's this huge feeling that something's wrong, your brain put it together for you, and you need to listen to that shit, because your brain already did the fucking hard work. It's just trying to get the fucking meat flesh bag attached to it to actually do something about it. So do something. That's, that's uh, our DNA. It's in our DNA. Literally. It's like survival. It's like, damn, these fuck, this fucker's, he, you know, it's, he's out there. He, he's fucking somebody else. I know it. <laughs> you know, like, damn. <laughs> Look through his phone. It's what's saying. And you're oh. God. Yeah, and if they are, if they, uh, if they try to look at your phone, or if if you try to look at their phone, and they slap you away. Come on, they're yeah. hiding something. I mean, I don't. You know, I I'm not like super fond of my privacy being invaded. But if if my girl came to me with a Hey, I really think there's something up with specifics. Not a fishing expert. Specifics. This this girl, this thing doesn't doesn't sit right with me. I okay. There you go. I, I got nothing to hide. If I did have something to hide, I'd be saying no though. Yeah, and exactly. I and I did. And every cheater couches it in the same thing. Why you go look through my phone? Why don't you trust me? If they're throwing shit back at you, they're full of shit. They are full of shit. They're full yep. of shit, guys. They're full of shit. And I mean, women, you know, we're saying, we're saying, talking a lot of trash, men doing it. Women do the same. They're, uh, in some ways, way better than it, than, than us at it. I've seen some savagery. 
from some women in my time. It's an absolute savagery. When chicks do it, they, they can do it on like a, you know, if we're fucking a mom and pop store, they're goddamn Costco about the way that they can cheat and, and pull human beings into this equation. If we got three, they can have 15 and, and keep it up, you know, <laughs> they keep it up. It's a crazy situation to see. I've seen that before, Ross. I feel like this this girl, she was pretty shameless about it and didn't give a fuck. And I wasn't involved with her. But she was like, yeah, you know, I got all these dudes that I genome my man with. Good for you. I said, how do you keep them all, you know, interested? And he's like, you know, if I, if I, if I want to talk to them, I say hello. And they reply. Yeah, you know, girls, yeah girls aren't that thing. You have to, we have to put something, you know, put something on the hook. For them to stick around a little bit and actually interact with them so you'll see guys that are doing you know, cheating with one other you usually don't even see like more than one unless they're a total fucking sociopath but damn that's rough that's a rough topic don that's a ross that's a rough topic closing thoughts here john <sighs> closing thoughts um on a more serious note do your due diligence when you're hiring somebody you work really fucking hard for your money. Go find somebody that respects that, somebody that you respect, somebody that has a track record, a history, isn't just posting photos of themselves, isn't always posting a fucking sale, a discount this or whatever. And uh, pick somebody you like too, because that comes that's that's an equation. That's you know don't if there's two coaches that are comparable, one's maybe a little better, one's maybe not as prestigious, but you really like that personality, you're probably gonna go farther with that guy. Um, if you're fucking cheating, maybe you should clean up your act. That's my closing thought. Clean up your fucking act. I used to do it. Ross used to do it. I live in a world of way less stress and way more harmony because there's only one woman that I have to keep track of in my life. And, uh, that is, that's powerful. That's real powerful. Ross, closing thoughts. You got two minutes. I got two minutes for closing thoughts. Um, if you're cheating on someone, that means you're not happy. So uh, and if you're cheating on your diet, that means you're not happy either. Uh, if you're cheating on your coach, that means you're not happy either. So don't fucking cheat. Don't cheat. Don't cheat. And one addition to what you said, if you're cheating on somebody, it doesn't always mean you're unhappy with them. Maybe you're just unhappy with yourself and grow a little and figure it the fuck out and you know yeah, what I mean? True. Was there anything wrong with the women you cheated on, Ross? Absolutely not. They were probably fine. Oh, some of my regret for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but the the engagement one, you bought her an engagement ring. There was nothing wrong with her. You were a fuck up. No, I. We were wrong together. We weren't. Uh, that's what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with her. You were just a fuck no. up. You weren't ready for the thing. It's that's usually how it is. It's, yeah, it's not the woman that's the issue. It's just the guy doesn't like himself, or the cheater. Let's say the cheater doesn't like himself. Anyway. Guys, it's been a good one. Episode two with Ross and Goob. I'm going to post this on YouTube, and uh, we'll see you next week. See ya! See ya!